the deception of COVID runs deep. Will there ever be accountability for the lies, murder, and destruction? Could a grand jury make the difference? Attorney Stephen Jonkis, Oregon Senators Kim Thatcher and Dennis Lenticum, and Dr. Henry Ely in a powerful panel discussion not to be missed. And then, as China promises to separate America's allies with the assassination of Japan's Shinzo Abe, the resignation of UK Boris Johnson, and Vladimir Putin's recent threats. Well, Dr. Li Yang and Intel analyst Alana Friedman will discuss the collision of world events next on Viewpoint This Sunday. the bias, the lies and deceit, and bring forth real talk from real people about real news, providing the out loud truth and capturing the essence of a new generation all in a fast-paced hour. This is Viewpoint This Sunday. Welcome to the weekend news magazine, Viewpoint This Sunday. This is Malcolm Outloud here. Up top here on Viewpoint, we're going to talk about an investigation that is personal, and it potentially is personal to every single one of you that are listening. This is an important conversation. This is about an investigation uh, that impacted your life, there's no doubt in my mind. And the question I pose to you right up front is, is this worthy of a grand jury? And if... and. I would say to you, if there ever was a case that is worthy of that, potentially this one today is exactly that case. Now, let's bring this back just a bit here. In very simple terms, the public release of a series of vaccines that were labeled EUA, Emergency Use Authorization. You all know the terms by now. And this was all to fight SARS-CoV-2 early on. Now, the vaccines, as you know, were rushed out to the public with the caveat that the vaccine companies cannot be sued by anyone that was either injured or death by these experimental vaccines. That in itself is, is, a, bit of a, is a bit of a head turner, but it gets worse. The pressure is then put out by governments, national, state, and local, uh, corporations, right? Schools, colleges, organizations of all kinds, uh, even participation in recreational activities, right? Restaurants, you name it. The public pressure was extreme. And, and let me tell you, uh, we've had thousands and thousands of, of listener emails in here. We know exactly what we're talking about. We, we hear your comments. We feel your pain. We, the people, lost jobs, careers, schools, colleges, sure, even relationships. I mean, frankly, my fellow Americans, the world was turned upside down backwards and people suffered and struggled and still. And, you know, while all that was happening and as we came through it, I was wondering myself, would there ever be any accountability for all that had transpired? On the program now, in this, this amazing conversation we're going to have next year, 
is going to be attorney Stephen Jonkis is here. Now, uh, attorney Jonkis has been focused on helping uh, people uh, maintain those freedoms that we've all come to know and love in our lives. Uh, he, he's been upfront with the vaccine mandates, mask mandates that have been levied by governments and businesses, a lot of what I spoke about a moment ago. He's also central in today's conversation about the grand jury. He has represented the plaintiffs. And now let's talk about the plaintiffs who will also be here and talking about this. And starting with uh, Oregon uh, Senator uh, Dennis Linthicum is here. He is a plaintiff in this case. And Oregon Senator Kim Thatcher is here as well. And they've been instrumental in this case that we're talking about and have put poured their hearts and souls into this thing. And finally, uh, a gentleman who many of you know on America Out Loud and has been right up front in the front of this campaign, to be sure, is Dr. Henry Ely. Uh, Dr. Henry Ely, as you know, is a licensed uh, naturopathic doctor, founder of the Energetic Health Institute, uh, has a program on America Out Loud, the Energetic Health Radio. Uh, he is well known and has put it all out there. Uh, pleasure to have all of you here on this program here. So let's get started now and peel this thing. Dr. Ely, as we start here now, and I, I just really want to keep this in simple terms because I find it's best that way. But I want people to leave this thing and really learn some things and understand what we're talking about and why this grand jury is so important. Now, there's a piece you have that bring people's attention to on the website that says the data didn't lie. People did. Mm -hmm. uh, and you say we began reviewing the scientific literature and tracking daily uh, data from Italy, South Korea, China and the U.S., back in March 2020. Now, everybody remember, March 2020, that was the heat of the pandemic. That was, that was we were all like, everybody was freaking out. Nobody really knew what was going to happen. We were all waiting for the other shoe to drop. And things were getting weird in, in, in the union, for sure, and, and all over the world uh, as well. You say here in the piece here on the site, by mid-April, it was very clear that the high-risk demographic would be over 50 years of age. And we knew that. We reported on it here at America Out Loud, to be sure. And it, it was those people that had pre-existing comorbidities. You, you, everybody out there knows what I'm talking about. But for everyone else, COVID would be a highly recoverable infection. Uh, and we knew that as well. But yet things, the, the public message wasn't really reflecting what I just spoke about. Uh, Dr. Lee, let's pick it up in March 2020 mm -hmm. when things started to become unglued and where you started to become suspicious in that early evidence that happened here. One of my backgrounds is as a data analyst. I've worked on the International Space Station project, and uh, in a former life, I was an engineer. So, you know, I like nerding out with numbers. And so we started doing, um, I wanted to keep everybody as calm as possible. And, you know, and if there was a reason to panic, let people know, hey, there's a reason to panic. Look at the data. You know, so we started tracking the data from all around the world because there were countries that were a little bit ahead of us in terms of their their timeline. We were looking for what was going to be the peak of this infectious curve, what was going to be the peak of hospitalizations, what was going to be the peak of of deaths, and then when were they going to go down? So we looked around the world, Italy, South Korea, China for a while until we realized we couldn't trust the data coming out of, uh, of China. And what it did is it helped to start modeling something that was a lot more accurate than what was being projected. Well, let me ask by... you something right there. When, when you were doing that, did you think 
uh, for a moment, what you were going to uncover? In other words, when you went to do this, was it purely the, the point of what you just say, trying to connect those early dots? Did you have any inclination that it was going to be you would uncover what you did? Yes and no. You know, it, in the pursuit of science, you don't go in with any preconceived ideas. You go in and you look at data and you let the data answer questions for you or at least create more questions that you have to answer. And that's what happened here. We were laying out the data and we saw something happen in the United States data that was unique from all the other countries we had modeled. And that was that there was a secondary rise. And so when there's a secondary rise of in infections mm -hmm. in early April, you have to explain that. Why is there a secondary rise? Or is this really happening? Or has there been some kind of data manipulation? So you have to first rule out data manipulation. When we went and looked deeper, we found that it was indeed due to data manipulation and, and several other factors like the inaccuracy of the PCR tests and, and things like that, the, the elevated cycle threshold level so you can find whatever you want with the PCR testing. But I think, Malcolm, the key was that you don't go into the analysis of data with a preconceived idea. You go in and you look at the data objectively, you look at it impartially, and, and you let the data start telling you a story. And when you let that happen, questions will come up naturally for you. Now, the answer yes to that is we had been aware that there was potentially something cooking for a number of years um, in terms of the vaccine industry. And one of the things that was really concerning for me as a parent was when my son was born in 2005, um, you know, that's when most parents start becoming concerned about the vaccine question to vaccinate or not to vaccinate. And so I started doing my research then. And what was really concerning for me was that I was getting mixed messages between the prospectuses from Merck and the actual data from the CDC. Because, um, see, I, I, I went and wanted to look at it. What if I was an investor? What are they telling me? And what if I was a scientist? What are they telling me? And that's the stance I took. Well, the, in, the prospectus were saying we were expect that Merck was very clear. We're expecting robust gains above 6 to 12% over the next few years. Well, how can you predict that? You can only predict that if you're cooking something up. And the science was really concerning because the CDC wasn't doing what they were supposed to do. They weren't providing what are called surveillance reports. Surveillance reports tell us how many of the shots are out there and how many of them are failing. And the CDC is supposed to provide those annually and they weren't doing that for every single shot. They weren't doing it for any more than about 10% of the shots that were currently approved. So there was some things that were really squirrely and funky. And so we thought this might be the time that they're pushing a go button on a larger, um, on, a, on a larger agenda, if you will. And uh, so I wanted to watch this very closely and I'm glad that I did because if I didn't, they would have gotten away with, uh, with murder. Yeah. Well, and that's a big question. Will they or will they not? Now, the, the, the key word you used a moment ago was science. Boy, we all know that word has been butchered to hell. They violated three very important federal laws, the Information Quality Act, the Paperwork Reduction Act, and the Administrative Procedures Act in doing so. And so, don't forget the What the Hell is Science Act. Right, exactly. So, so we knew we had them on federal violations right then and there. So we, mm -hmm. we published a paper. Uh, with the help of uh, Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, and it went through a very extensive peer review process. Um, and it went through a normal peer review process, very extensive, but also was reviewed by nine attorneys and a judge before it went to print. And so that became the basis of this. And so we said, hey, we got to get this out, right? We got to do our duty and get this out to every mm -hmm. U.S. attorney. Some people need to be aware that there, 
is there are some substantial allegations of criminal fraud and willful misconduct going on. Well, we call a lot of that in the corporate world, cooking the books. Uh, but basically, uh, like you say, they were um, changing the rules of engagement strictly on COVID, right? I mean, not on everything else, but just COVID itself. And then the worst part about this, which I think many of you out there probably know, is they were incentivizing uh, a lot of the medical, uh, the doctors and the healthcare facilities and it almost became so eerie. And then we had this other problem of why were so many people in the healthcare field turning against the people? Doctors were, there was some strange oddities going on. And mm -hmm. it was almost like, I don't know, it's, I've even referenced on you, it's almost like aliens landed over the, over the weekend somewhere <laughs> one of these times. Yeah. And I, I, nobody could make sense of it, could they? Uh, can, I, can I drop two very important points? I think this kind of encapsulates it for everybody listening, yeah. Malcolm. Yeah. Um, March 24th, 2020, the CDC at th and the National Vital Statistics System completely changed death certificate reporting, but only yeah. for COVID, right? Yeah. To emphasize COVID as cause right. of death. Right. March 26th, two days later, the Health and Human Services Department erects a, um, a scheme for Medicare, Medicaid insurance fraud that led to the misappropriation in our allegations of $3.5 trillion of U.S. taxpayer money. Mm -hmm. Now, normally, what just so people can have a comparative understanding of how much we normally spend on infectious diseases with this kind of recovery rate and, and fatality rate and hospitalization rate, we normally spend about 25 billion. I think it comes out to about 25.3 billion annually on this. But um, for this crisis, um, we panicked so much that we enabled people to steal. Uh, 1.7 trillion dollars annually um, wow. Wow. from the American taxpayers. Uh, payers. So that uh, that yeah. to me se seems like that's something that we have standing on. It's something that we have to call mm. into question, yeah. particularly with the collateral damage in terms of suicide. Well, it's a smoking gun yeah. for sure. I mean, yeah. it's it's something to question for sure. All right. Let, let's get over to bring on uh, Attorney Stephen Junkus and and do this here now. Stephen Junkus, let's let's do this here. Let's educate folks. When we talk about a grand jury, why a grand jury? How can we get a grand jury? How difficult or easy is it to do that? And where are we at in this whole process right now? Can you bring us, give us, educate us on that and then bring us up to date? So a grand jury is part of the uh, process of making a criminal uh, charge against uh, a defendant. And uh, grand juries are typically um, uh, something that, that a prosecutor does, that the state does. Um, it's very unusual for any um, person in the public to try and institute a grand jury action. It's, it's very rare. That's what this is that we're trying to do. Our institutions, however, and the reason why we're having to do this is because institu our institutions have failed us. We tried to get official action. Uh, I mean, the plaintiffs tried to get uh, official action by pointing out these problems uh, to the U.S. attorney in Oregon and to other U.S. attorneys around the United States. Okay. None of them did anything. What, what should they have they, done? They should have instituted uh, investigations and prosecution and brought it in front of a, a grand jury. They didn't do that. Our institutions of government have completely failed us. Where are we at right now, uh, Attorney Junkus, within all of this? Where, 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 where are we at? Well, we are, uh, we filed, uh, the plaintiffs filed a petition to get a order from a federal judge to okay. refer 
um, these facts to a federal grand jury for investigation and potential indictment. Okay. Uh, so there's a list of folks within the heads of these organizations we, that, is, that are part of this. What is, hope, what is the hopeful outcome? Uh, when we talk about the price that people should pay or not pay for this kind of thing, what is the whole hopeful outcome of, of these people and these organizations? The hopeful outcome is that we will get in front of a grand jury and have the opportunity to show the crimes that they committed. And so the grand jury can consider that and decide whether to indict these officials. Now, and would they be held personally responsible? You know, they usually you got the, the cloak of these organizations. Are, are the, the, the suit itself, is it to them themselves or, or are they protected by the organizations they represent? Suit is against them individually. It is, uh, okay, it is against them individually. So they would be held accountable for these crimes and wow, right? That, that, that is, the, in, that is uh, the intent, yes. Okay, all right, that's, to me, this is a huge mountain uh, because I, don't, I think everybody would probably agree with me when I say we've seen nobody be held accountable for anything in any of these processes. It almost never happens. So this is like, I mean, this would be huge. This would be, I mean, the wildest thing you could imagine that people of this stature would be held accountable for the sorts of decisions they made. Uh, I, I, you can't even put it in context how big this would be, but it, it's, it's huge. I mean, if this could happen. And let me just ask this one follow-up here uh, before I go to the Senator's attorney, John, because um, I mean, really, a real question I think people are asking. I mean, we talk about, listen, I mean, the, the reality of the moment or pipe dreams. What, what's your sense of this? I mean, as an attorney, how, I, I guess I'm asking. I mean, I'm trying to be smart here, but what kind of a long shot is this? Or do you have some level of confidence? Or is this like, this is, would take like winning the lottery to happen? We should win, um, but you have to, the reality is that um, our public institutions are failing us, including judi the judiciary. So um, we, it's, it's going to be a long fight. It's, it's, I think it's an uphill battle. Um, we've got the Department of Justice um, and all their attorneys uh, opposing this. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a battle, and, and we'll likely... Uh, Will be appealed by either side, whichever wins at the at the at the trial court level. Either side will will appeal, okay. um, and this this is going to take a while. And let's bring on now here the uh, both both uh, Oregon Senator uh, Dennis Lithicum is here and Oregon Senator Kim Thatcher. Pleasure to have both of them with us here and. So I want to ask you uh, both, and we'll we'll either one. We'll, we'll go to you first, uh, uh, Senator Lithicum, and ask you this straight out here. Um, this, to me, another big smoking gun with all of this is um, this uh, uh, Scott Ashfog, the uh, Ashfog, the uh, acting U.S. Attorney uh, for the Ninth District. As I understand it, and please correct me on any of this. You all were meeting with him as the plaintiffs in this, and you were having some, I'm guessing, I would imagine, and I don't really know, but pretty detailed discussions, I would guess, if you were looking at hiring him at some point, and is this what I understand to be true, a ways back, and now this man has been appointed, uh, here's the big aha moment, has been appointed uh, to represent the defendants. Is that accurate, what I'm speaking about, Senator Lithicum? 
Actually, there it's it's a nuanced accuracy. The the truth is, we um, contacted him because he's the United States Attorney for the Oregon District uh, um, uh, at the at the United States federal level. So he's a, essentially a federal level district attorney. We did not have negotiations with him or conversations with him. I we see. simply submitted our uh, findings with him and um, Kim, Senator Thatcher and I made the claim that we were elected senators. We had nine Oregon counties within our total population area, some 300,000 individuals um, that are American citizens that are concerned about the fatalities. And way back at the time, the VAERS reporting was uh, somewhere in the 12,000 fatalities, and it's far exceeds that today. And, and we made the claim that um, we were concerned about public health policy being bypassed for political ends. And so um, the accurate and independent verifiable data, the science of it all, et cetera, looked like it had not been followed. Now, uh, because I'm in Eastern Oregon, a very uh, rural landscape, lots of agriculture, lots of federal forests, lots of federal land and water issues and those kinds of things. I was already familiar with the IQA or Information Quality Act, where the federal government is required by federal law to make sure the data that they disseminate, not the data that they collect, because anybody can send in anything. They actually have to make sure that the information they turn around and disseminate to the public, the information they share with the public, has to be accurate, well-balanced, and meet a standard of scientific rigor. Clearly, none of that was done. And so we documented, uh, you know, our, our request to him was a five-page letter. Um, and then we supplied um, several PDFs that were probably nearly 200 pages of documented evidence where we know the federal government violated federal statute. If you knew he law. was going to represent the defendant, would you have would you have get, delivered all that to him just the same? Uh, no, we we thought he worked for the people. We didn't we didn't have <laughs> any idea that he was really working for the on the government side of the fence. We thought he was our man. We thought he this is the wow. the next branch of government to have the public be able to secure criminal accusations and allegations. None of, we are not claiming they are crooks. We're claiming that this ought to be investigated and we'll let the, the authorities find out that they are crooks. And I think um, as, as our attorney, Stephen Jonkus just pointed out, it's, it's not so much the failure of these institutions as the corruption of these institutions. The modern state does more than just make laws and rules and have bureaucrats write regulations. They actually um, fund it all. And funding is really the most po 
potent and poisonous of any political power. Eleanor Roosevelt knew this, and she said, it's a bad thing to give contracts to uncooperative people. Mm -hmm. So now put that in the modern jingo, and what you get is your school, your university, your hospital will never get that next contract, your nonprofit, regardless of how uh, placid your benign nonprofit name is. If you don't cooperate, you'll never get dollars coming out of the money printing machine in Washington. And so this political funding that filtered through college boards and medical associations and hospitals and all the superintendents at the local level, they know exactly where their COVID relief money is coming from, and therefore they march to. And this is the corruption at a massive level within these institutions. Well, at this point of the conversation, Senator, everybody can now see a neon sign flash into the room that says corruption, 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 because uh, there's just, it's all corruption, everything we're talking about here. Let me bring in, uh, bring on here, uh, Senator Kim uh, Thatcher here, please. And, uh, and, and ask you, um, straight out, Senator Thatcher, how surprised were you when, I, I mean, I, now I understand fully what, uh, uh, Senator Lithicum is referring to that, okay, so Scott Ashford was supposed to work for We the People, and then in fact, he was appointed instead to be uh, represent the defendants in this. Uh, was, was that a shock to the system for you as well? And any other thoughts to that point? Honestly, I wish I could say it was a shock. It was not so much a shock. Uh, they're similar to the Department of Justice and the attorneys that they appoint or the president appoints throughout the country represent the DOJ. They represent the government, just like uh, AGs at the state level do the same thing. And I've had my own little runarounds with, and you know, the Department of Justice here in Oregon thinking that, gee, they would want to do the right thing. No, they're only going to be there to de defend their agencies and defend, you know, their people. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be for getting to the truth. They're not going to be for, um, you know, defending the we the people. So here's why it's so important we have the grand jury process. And that is bec precisely because of this. And uh, 18, you know, the U.S. Code, uh, 18, Three thirty-three, thirty-two. Anyway, it, it protects our right as citizens to petition the court and also to request investigations through the grand jury into activities that we we believe are illegal. We don't have to have a mother may I uh, sort of you know deference to the prosecutorial construct that's out there you know we don't have to say well we think something went wrong here and we think it's your people that you're defending so therefore we're, we're asking you to look into this well of course they're not going to say we're going to look into that they're going to defend their people in the government come hell or high water and so we're left with thankfully the right to petition for a grand jury investigation and that's why this is so important that's perfectly said what you say right there and i mean it explains a whole lot are there any other cases like this out there? Because this is this is a mountain. Dr. Reilly, are there, do you know, are there any, I mean, the fact that you're going after the heads personally, from what uh, Attorney Jonkis had said of those uh, individuals, uh, uh, is anyone else like doing this or done this or no? I mean, or is this it right here? You know, when you look at this, we're yeah. doing something that is unprecedented, 
but what we do have in our back pocket is there are cases where um, there has been p uh, the right to petition upheld and the right to petition has led to grand juries being impaneled. So we, it's not it's not like this has never been done before, but in the way that we're doing it, we, it's never been done before. But Malcolm, we're doing it specifically in this way so that we can create a pathway for Americans to reaccess our grand jury system at our discretion, not at the discretion of an attorney general, not at the discretion of a U.S. Yeah. attorney, not at the discretion of a judge, but at the citizen's discretion in a case. Right. Dr. Ailey, isn't part of the problem, though, is when you say nobody responded and when you took out, as you say, even out of your own pocket and you, you did all of that. And I know I remember you were in the heat of the moment, but isn't that because you're really trying to take down uh Goliath here. I mean, you're you're that's kind of a hands off for most people. I mean, isn't that the problem? I mean, really, you're trying to take down a system here. You're trying to take down Goliath. And I got to tell you right now, most people don't have the courage for that. They're going to back off and say, you're on your own, fella. Well, um, I don't think we're taking down Goliath, Malcolm. I think we are overstating the size of our enemy when we do that. I think what we are taking down is we're taking down corruption. What we're taking down is we're taking down willful misconduct. What we're taking down is we're taking down criminal fraud. And those are thankfully done by a relatively small group of people that will be held accountable. There is no Goliath. The Goliath only exists in our mind. And I think that's where we have resolve and courage because we understand that it, no one is above the law and it's certainly not this small group of people who think that they can bandy about with uh, and, and flaunt and ignore federal laws that don't that they don't feel apply to them. No, the law applies to everyone, especially everyone in, in our government. And uh, I refuse to believe that we're up against Goliath. I think we're up against a small minority of criminals that we are going to do everything we can to out for the public, whether they are convicted okay. or not, isn't really isn't really up for me to decide. Well, that small cabal of criminals have all the power and the money, though, Henry. No, I they mean, don't. I, I disagree. I see yeah. that this is this is the fundamental thing. I think we have to shift as a people. They only have the power that we give them. Oh, 100 percent. I don't disagree with you in theory at all. I, I don't disagree at all. But but the facts are there's a public persona out there and most people wouldn't touch this with a 10 foot pole. Well, most people wouldn't storm the beaches of Normandy. Most people wouldn't get on the boats to Iwo Jima. But thankfully, somebody did. If this thing goes, this would be a game changer. This, oh, this, yeah. would, be, this would be a total, total, you understand this, a total game changer. I this, mean. Is, this is the thing, Malcolm, that can give Americans back freedom for all time. That's what we're fighting for right now. Well, that's why I'm saying it is the whole concept is a Goliath sort of concept because you're t it's a big deal. I mean, if this thing falls... It would be significant in nature, and it would, it would have to get the attention of, of we the people in, in many ways. I don't know if everybody out there can really understand or grasp what I'm talking about, but you, you get the sense when you're trying to bring yeah. these heads down, uh, these heads, the, I call them these, whatever, the heads of the, the little fiefadums, you know, <laughs> right. uh, these bureaucracies and fiefadums, they all run. It's all over the place. I mean, the, the system is so corrupt, it's unbelievable. Let me, let me give the last word, a couple of last words to the uh, senators, please. And... Um, you know, you both put your uh, names and reputations on the line clearly for this, and I respect that totally, uh, and, and I understand the fight here, and you're, you're, and I'm proud of that, actually, the work you're doing to represent we the people. You know, Senator Lithicum, any thoughts to that end is, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, this is a tall order. If this thing comes down, 
And these people come down. I mean, we're talking a game changer. Uh, you're comfortable with your decision to get involved. Any final thoughts on this? Oh, yeah, this is this is a, a great effort on our part. And e even uh, the, I think you and uh, Dr. Ely had a wonderful exchange about is it Goliath or not? First yeah. of all, Goliath was the loser, right? That's right. Sure. He looked like right. he was a big mug and Amen. he was mean Amen. and nasty and he was ugly and he was corrupt or whatever we want to describe him as. But yeah. he yeah. was the guy who lost the battle. Yeah. Uh, Senator Thatcher, help close us up now with this thought. I, I actually love what, uh, what Senator Lithicum just came back with. And he was so perfect to reference the Goliath and David moment, which I referenced uh, the momentous and the mountain that this is. And he said, well, don't forget who won that and who lost. I love it. Go ahead, Senator Thatcher. What do you say to that? <laughs> well, continuing on the David and Goliath theme for just a minute. Yeah. Uh, Goliath was huge. Yes, he was a loser. And in this case, if we are granted what is the right of citizens to request, and that is grand jury investigations where we can demonstrate there were, uh, in, in this case, willful misconduct and fraud and a whole list of things, that we, we may not get the prosecutions for these people. But if that grand jury investigation happens, we will get to the bottom of it. We will find out where this all started mm. and we can reveal what has been perpetrated on the American people, mm. not just recently, I think it's been building up over years, but we can yeah. expose this and bring freedom back, like Dr. Ely was saying, yeah. because we, we've, known, we've known for a long time, something's wrong here. Mm. Two weeks to curb or flatten the curve, mm. like they said, mm. but we knew early on also that the people most affected by COVID were older people and people with comorbidities. And, yeah. and it just seemed like then they kept moving the goalpost as yeah. we saw. And that's yeah. where I think most people got clued in that something's wrong. And I'm so glad that I was able to, mm. uh, you know, know uh, Senator Linthicum and uh, Dr. Ely and be able to get involved with this, yeah. with this effort. And I hope that it brings us the results we're looking well, for. Well, what you say there is perfect. I mean, it's absolutely perfect. You, you, you put a, a semblance of a order into the conversation that at some level we're going to win this thing, Malcolm, because of this and whether or not it's, you know, that personally, but we're going to expose this for what it is. And it's a sense of reality at the very moment, at the very least, uh, uh, as, as Senator Thatcher, and I respect that totally. You never know what's behind the curves uh, when you're taking a, a project like this on and, and what's involved, uh, to be sure here. This uh, case and why we put the time into this today, which I, as you know, my friends out there, don't always put this amount of time into this on Viewpoint this Sunday. But you see why I, I think this is so important, and I wanted to dedicate the proper time to this. Uh, so you're aware, because awareness is so key, and you're, this awareness is just not out there because, like I said early on, they don't cover it. It doesn't fit their agenda or their narrative, but they don't cover it. Uh, and that's the reality of why so many people are uninformed, uh, sadly. Um, it, it is a fight, uh, a, a David and Goliath sort of fight in this way. But again, I love the reference that uh, we know who won and who lost that. That's the power of we the people, which is what uh, Brother Henry was trying to suggest to me in straight out terms. Come on, Malcolm, we know who the power is. What do I tell you all the time? Of course, the power is we the people always has been, always will be. And he was trying to remind me of what I tell you all the time. It is we the people. Of course it is. But 
it takes courage and fortitude uh, to be able to uh, pull that uh, Goliath down on its ass, basically, uh, which is what's got to be done here. I mean, these are some courageous people here. And, you know, they, they don't have, can't respond anymore to this, but I can respond and tell you that these are courageous people here. I mean, to be sure, Brother Henry, uh, Dr. Henry Ely is, uh, you, you have to understand why he's involved. His heart, he doesn't do anything that his heart and soul is not into, to be sure. He's a very principle-driven man, always has been. I absolutely love the man for all those reasons, but he's all of that. And, 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 and as they say, and a bag of candy, <laughs> but he is all of that. And every time I've talked with uh, uh, Senator Dennis Lithicum and Senator Kim Thatcher, I got to tell you what, I come away really understanding the true patriots these two are and how what brave Americans they are and really what classy people they are. Total, total class. Every time I've talked to them, total class. And today's no exception to that. What a phenomenal conversation past my wildest expectations, I have to tell you. And an absolute pleasure to meet up here with attorney Stephen Junkus and to be able to put this out there. And, and he, again, he's the guy legally that's trying to stir the ship here, of course. You know, and that's uh, not an easy thing to do from the legalities, but uh, highly, highly important when you're dealing with an impaling in a grand jury here. Wow. What an interesting uh, piece here. Uh, you know, again, we should not have short memories in this country. We, we need to hold those accountable who have done harm. And, you know, the last point on this is when uh, Senator Thatcher talks about she made a reference to flatten the uh, curve there at the very last final comments there. That was the promise, you know. Well, you know, I'm not sure that ever was the promise. I think it was more to flatten our lives. It wasn't ever about a curve. They flattened our lives. And as I started with, they, the public pressure put on and the people lost and jobs, careers and relationships and uh, schools and businesses, livelihoods. And my golly, it was off the charts and still is today. We still get all the correspondence and people are still fighting this in every way that they can. OK, stay right there. We'll connect with you in just a moment. More Viewpoint just after the boys. The America Out Loud talk radio app is on Android or Apple. It's the perfect way to listen in to the new generation of talk shows and hosts who are ready to inform and inspire. It's summertime. Ready for your vacation to the beach, the lake, or the mountains? But what about your accommodations? Ever wonder what germs were left behind by the previous guests? Kathy G. from Tulsa says the Genesis Fogger gives her peace of mind and confidence when traveling. With Genesis... She knows that the air and surfaces in her vacation rental are free of bacteria and viruses left behind by the previous occupants. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash outloud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Many Americans worry about their health four times a day. That's 120 times per month. To minimize the worries, leading nutritional supplement company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost, an immune supplement that contains full effective doses of science-backed nutrients like vitamin C, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea, all in a one-a-day, pill-free, ultra-absorption ingestible gel. Supporting a strong and resilient immune system can be simple. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code AMERICA50 for 50% off any order of Immune Super Boost. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, -E -L -L, and use code AMERICA50 for 50% off.
America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. We are America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday. It is Malcolm Alvaro here, yours truly, and always a privilege to be with you, my fellow Americans and our friends around the globe. And boy, we got a lot of friends around the globe, and we appreciate your listening in here uh, to America Out Loud Talk Radio. And of course, Viewpoint this Sunday. Uh, this is the program that is our number one uh, uh, weekend news magazine program on the network. Uh, you can hear it uh, Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern time. There is an encore at 6 p.m. later in the day, but you can hear this anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. We're on a whole series of networks and you can hear it on our own apps and they're fabulous. Apple, Android, or Alexa, the apps are free. Uh, stream the program. And we have a world-class media player. My friends, all those connections and links uh, can be found back at AmericaOutloud.com. If you go to the front page, right on the right sidebar, just up near the top, you'll see all those links and many of the networks we're on. Uh, get them right there. Now, what an explosive viewpoint today with what you've discovered up top of the program. I want to get into some world affairs now and some major stories and how these might be uh, somewhat connected. I don't know. You, you can determine that yourself. Uh, but one of the big stories right now is going to be the assassination uh, and murder of uh, uh, Shinzo Abe, the, um, uh, the amazing leader. And in fact, you know who says it really well here is The Hill. Let me read you what they say here. Uh, Shinzo Abe was a towering figure in Japan who as the country's longest servant minister sought to reestablish the country's power on the global economic and foreign policy stage. Abe, who was assassinated on Friday while speaking at a political campaign event for the Liberal Democratic Party uh, in Western Japan, served as Japan's prime minister from 2012 to 2020. Uh, he was an impressive leader. Now, this is me talking here. Remember a lot of the uh, inner uh, meetings and activities he had with President Trump? They had a very unique friendship, in fact. I'm sure we'll see Trump speak out about all of that. Um, and uh, so it is with great sadness that we report that he has been assassinated, surprisingly so, uh, Shinzo Abe. Um, he did a lot for Japan. And, you know, he had resigned uh, in, in recent times here because he was... Um, uh, health problems. He had some health problems uh, that were coming up, and but he's still a pretty young guy in his 60s, late 60s. Uh, so very sad to see this with uh, Shinzo Abe. In addition, the other huge story that I'm sure you are well aware of and following is the uh, United Kingdom Prime Minister, uh, Boris Johnson. He uh, finally called it a day and resigned. And of course, as uh, one of the headlines reads here, after mutiny in his own party. Uh, so a mutiny being that he his cabinet was uh, turning on him really fast. 
And there was a lot of uproar, a lot of scandals involved, and uh, that's it. He just couldn't stand the pressure anymore, and so he has resigned. What does this mean for relationships with the U.S.? Well, it's a question to be determined, isn't it? Uh, and how quickly will he be? Will he stay in the in that position? He wants to stay in that position, but there are many in the party who want him out now. He's really irritated a lot of people within his own party. You know, I got thinking about the story, by the way. Wouldn't it be interesting if there was a mutiny here in, uh, as uh, again, just talking about the headline here, I'm not trying to be a wise guy uh, with Boris Johnson, but wouldn't that be interesting if the Democrat Party had their own mutiny with, um, with uh, uh, you know, uh, who, who's in there now? Biden. Oh, yeah, that's the guy. Joe Biden <laughs> uh, would be another way. I don't, I don't know where my mind goes, but that's what I'm thinking about here. Uh, so these, these world affairs right now, and then you've got a lot of other strange happenings on the world stage that are taking place uh, as well. And uh, as well as you see this comment Vladimir Putin puts out in the last oh, day or two here, uh, he says Russia hasn't even started in Ukraine as he dares the West to try to defeat Russia on the battlefield. Now, I want to bring on now a couple of folks that uh, understand foreign policy and world affairs uh, and uh, Dr. Lee Meng Young will join us here. You know, we're on the platform here. Uh, she's the whistleblower out of China and uh, he has uh, really um, been forthcoming of information with her relationships and connections and intelligence uh, back to uh, China, of course, and the CCP. Uh, and uh, Ilana Friedman will join us as well, who's an intelligence analyst and um, involved in all of these stories and, and following these a lot of smoking guns here, I guess. So uh, I want to start, uh, Dr. Lee Meng Young, with you and talk to you about your, you know, you had sent me, I've seen a couple of messages and that you put out and in, in, uh, in social media as well. And you're talking about that back a couple of months back ago, and this is going to be a real eye opener now, uh, the CCP made some statements, I understand, that they uh, their goal was to separate uh, America's allies. So to separate America's allies was put out there. And I want to talk to you about a lot of these weird things that are happening in the world. Are these things connected or not? Or are they just random coincidences? And uh, and how would they be connected if they are? Hi, Malcolm. Uh, thank you for having me back. Uh, yeah, I've, I would like to say that there is no coincidence. And also, I feel so sad about the loss of uh, Prime Minister Abe. And because, you know, he is a very influential and very powerful uh, politician in Japan who really respects the value of universal and also is the strongest ally with America spirit. So he actually advocates for uh, the de democracy, human rights, and also freedom and try to stand, uh, try his best to stand for the human rights in the allies with other countries who share the same value. And also, he's very, very tough. The toughest uh, prime, ministry, uh, prime minister in Japan's history uh, to help uh, Taiwan and also uh, want to be the long-term partner with South Korea for further development. So China treat him as enemy. And also the video you mentioned, which I posted on my Twitter, is actually from the uh, Department of Foreign Affairs Ministry that the Deputy Director Wang Wenbin sent the open threat to uh, Abi at that time, several months ago, that because Abi supports Taiwan, so that means Abi is 
militarism, which is, of course, the smear from CCP. And also, he claimed then people like Abi, who hold this idea, will not survive. Now, let me ask you, Dr. Mengyang, those, uh, those things you just say are eye-opening statements. They were put out prior to his uh, assassination, right? So this is definitely, uh, I, I want to emphasize that this is not coincidence. And I didn't mean the killer would be Chinese person. However, you know, China and now China CCP, they're working with Putin, GRU, uh, GRU, and all these uh, organizations. So they have already infiltrated Japan for a long time. And also they can uh, supply the uh, equipment or provide other uh, training or information which can help Taylor to mm-hmm. like, get close to Abi or organize similar things. Which I want to show another evidence on my Twitter is that the same day there was Chinese person claimed on his which on his WeChat that he managed to get close to Abby in Abby's open speech uh, because this is the task from the organization, which means CCP. So all these things and also CCP's cyber army and their speech, their media uh, reports uh, reports are already well prepared and released the moment when the accident happened. All the things get together and also connect to China and also Russia's collaborative uh, military actions in the upcoming future. Uh, this is something very dangerous. It's a signal. All right, do we have any, is, is there any knowledge uh, or talk? I mean, the, the guy who did this is a 41-year-old man. He's in custody now, uh, speaking about the, the, the murder of uh uh, of Shinzo, uh, you know, is there any um, any knowledge that this is a connection to authorities in China at all? Anything at all, Dr. Lee Ming Young, that does that? Well, uh, we don't have any direct information from this person via our network at this moment. And also, I need to tell you, it could be very, very difficult to find such connections. However, we can see the things. Uh, really connected, have some connection to CCP because, uh, as, remember, we have talked about the mobilization audio released from the uh, CCP's top confidential meeting, which was obtained by my network last month. So in that audio, they already clearly mentioned their upcoming uh, military uh, invasion actions towards Japan, uh, uh, Taiwan, and also Japan say, and actually behind that, it means ta- uh, targeting America and also Japan because Japan is America's strongest ally. So uh, after yeah. that, based on, our, uh, based on our intelligence, also we know that China and Russia try to uh, smear Japan as new militarism because this will uh, actually uh, advocate people's hatred to Japan uh, Due to the memory in World War II, it's easy for them to brainwash people and use people in their uh, propaganda war. And also, they actually did a lot of things try to make Japanese uh, government uh, react to CCP. Then they can say, see, Japan is a dangerous country, so we need to do something to Japan. So according to that, this could be one of the steps in their, and unfortunately, it's it's success. All right. Ilana, I'm wondering your thoughts with your intel. 
when you see the kinds of things that are happening around the world right now, all right, CCP comes out a couple of months back and they make this statement about the separating of America's allies. Now you can take that for what it's worth on face value, whatever that's supposed to mean, it's, it's pretty clear. Now you see these other things that are starting to happen in where it, it's just things get weirder and weirder around the globe. Um, how are these things or are they? Is there any connection to these sort of things? Are they random acts? Or is there something that brings this all together, kind of a smoking gun sort of thing that indicates that, um, that, that this plays to a bigger narrative about China? What do you think? Well, Malcolm, thank you. Uh, there, are, there are several issues here. Uh, one is that China has considers its, uh, its destiny to become uh, the leading economy, the leading nation in the world, replacing the United States. Uh, and they are trying um, to do this in many ways. We see them very, very active in countries all around the world. South America, for example, is 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 crawling with Chinese operatives, um, either uh, on the intelligence basis or or in in other areas of industry where they can begin to um, take control. You know, China. Um, has ownership or operation uh, of over a hundred ports all around the world, and this gives them access to um, the uh, all of the the basic uh, uh, transportation and supply chain hubs, where um, which is a very very serious problem right now. Aside from that, China. In, in this mission, and by the way, it's not just the CCP that has this mission, but in particular, it's Xi, Xi Jinping, uh, who really wants to be, and he said it very clearly, emperor of the world. Mm. He, he, he refers back to Napoleon, who said that, that uh, China was the sleeping giant, and if it wakes up, just, <laughs> just uh, you know, beware, because it's going to be, it's going to shake the world, he said. And so this is, uh, there are all these different factors, and then China is building the um, uh, this this connection with Europe and all of Asia, um, and this is also a, another way that they are intruding. and And the, the bottom line on all this is because they see the United States as their primary enemy in the world. Their 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 goal, their mission is to separate the United States from anybody else in the world who supports it. We know when Xi Jinping met with Vladimir Putin back at the Olympics, remember, that was quite a moment. And the world should not have lost uh, uh, you know, any, any shot of that, that scene where they were there together uh, and uh, collaborating and the meetings they had. Uh, and now we see what Russia has done in Ukraine. We see the statements Putin makes there. It seems to be a collaboration that we're not even really getting to the tip of the iceberg yet on in regards to Russia and China uh, in this idea to take down uh, the West, I guess is the best way I would say it. What, what should the United States do? Elana, do you have a thought to that? I'd like to ask both of you that question. What can the United States do to push back on what China is doing right now? Well, first of all, Malcolm, the United States has to show a strong position 
in world affairs. Everything that the United States touches should be from a position of strength. And we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. If you remember during the Trump era, um, during his administration, he was very, very clear about what would be acceptable and what would not be acceptable. And nobody, Russia did not go into Ukraine and China did not attack Taiwan or even, you know, threaten in the way that it's doing now with all of these uh, 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 air air sorties over the over the country and over the the, the surrounding waters. They are threatening Taiwan. They are doing all kinds of, they are making great progress all around the world. And they don't care about what the United States thinks because we are putting up such a weak resistance to all of it. Mm -hmm. And I think Trump got it right when he realized that the only way to address these issues was from a position of power. Strength, right. And right. that's what that's what Biden. Yeah. Well, it's always been peace through strength. The peace through strength is the only way to get there. Dr. Lee Ming Young, in, in regards to your relationships and the intelligence you have from the CCP and the connections back in China here, what is the sense that you really, really get that's being said to you uh, in regards to how they perceive the United States right now, how do they perceive the United States? Well, I can tell you three important uh, threats I received from Xi Jinping's agent in April. They said, first, it's viruses, not only COVID virus, more viruses. The second thing is what they have a people's wall, which means millions, hundreds of millions of people who are brainwashed and they can use them in propaganda and doing other things. And the third thing is they claim CCP can uh, have all the uh, politicians or influential people's uh, bad material, uh, bad materials for the for blackmailing uh, black them. Don't step back because once you step back, uh, China and Russia and their evil axis will push forward. They will never give you any more freedom if they can take over your freedom. And there is no other choice. We need great leaders and also we need people to be brave and wake up and reunited. We have to act to fight against them. Yeah, th- those are good fighting words right there. Be brave and wake up here. Uh, you, you can see the mystery uh, behind a lot of these developments and why they really need to be looked at. And they need to be looked at more under a microscope to understand what's really going on, because there's a lot of oddities that continue to play out in the world at large. I mean, we can talk about these things in silos, But at some point, we really should look at the big picture, friends, and really begin to connect the dots. Now, there's a lot more with a lot of our expertise on the platform. I'm going to be pulling out of these conversations, including uh, having Ilana Friedman and Dr. Li Ming Yang back to join us. Uh, We'll be doing that on the daily program, The Voice of a Nation, in in the days and weeks ahead here to peel this uh, story much, much more. There's a lot more to what we talked about right here. And a lot more in evidence, even within the bio labs, things that are happening in these bio labs that shouldn't be happening. Uh, and China is having their way in more ways than, than we can even uh, discuss here in this short time, uh, including uh, things that they're doing in uh, South America and other areas of the world that they're pushing in. It should be of grave concern 
to every free thinking person who likes their liberty uh, of what's taking place right now, my fellow Americans. Uh, listen, that is all the time we have here for uh, today here now. Thank you for joining us on Viewpoint this Sunday. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.